Hey, he's still working on the computer though. He's doing work. Huh? huh? Oh, it's just it's just delayed. <laughs> delayed gratification. That's key. Hey, that's key. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be talking about the life of delayed gratification today. Tis the season to Rona. Ooh. Indoors. You know. You know how it is. We're here with Matt Indoors. Swanson. Hey. Why are we here, dude? Like, what are we doing? It- We're talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we won't talk about it too much, but yeah, I, I guess much. it's going to come up quite a bit because that's whatever. That is life today. Yeah, that is current life, man. And so um, we thought in, you know, in... I forgot the word, but because of the Corona, we are inside. So what better to reset up the studio and start live streaming again and really get it going. We got Joshua Johnson on the computer. Look at this guy. Doing his thing. Nice guy. <laughs> He's the man. Um, what a nice Josh guy. Seeks on Instagram and all that good stuff, bro. He also has a YouTube channel. Check it out. Oh, Does yeah. He? It's Josh Seeks. <laughs> but don't worry about it. Don't watch don't go all the videos. You don't have to go watch to it. It'll be fine. Them. I don't want to see my face up there, bro. <laughs> Take me off of there. <laughs> yeah, what you think? Uh, so, Matt, bro, tell us a little bit about yourself and what current life is right now because what, what it's like right now because it's different for everybody. It's very different. And people are feeling good. People are feeling bad. People are in the middle. People are stocking up on toilet paper. That's true. What are, what are, what are you doing? Where are you at with all this? Man, I'm lucky. I got at least six rolls of toilet paper right now. Yeah, it we is do. Lucky. It was great. Yeah, mm. we were we were using white wipes for or wet wipes for a little bit. That was. <laughs> anyways, yeah, but we're good now. We're doing mm. solid. Yeah, mm. my mom came into town like a week ago and bought me all kinds of groceries. So I'm like I'm chilling. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. So we were talking before we got on the stream about how you got a new job opportunity in Denver yeah, and some things are shifting in your life. And what, what is that process like for you right now? Yeah. The shift, the whole process yeah. the shift, man, it's like weird. I've never, I've never really experienced anything like that before. Like the, this is just such a different transition, I think, than, than any other life transition. I mean, it's pretty similar to college, but even then, college i know i'm gonna be around a bunch of college students even you know some of my friends or or whatever um this kind of seems like almost just like a i see the edge of the cliff but i don't know what's over it you know (laughs) it could be a two foot drop it could be 50 feet into the ocean or something you know i don't know yeah um but ultimately i'm like i'm i'm excited i'm not really worried uh i don't really have any other choice like but to trust god right now you know because i just like what am I going to do? You know, it's like, it is what it is. I'm going to be where I end up being. So I'm kind of taking it as just like a fun experience to yeah. like take on, you know, because you just don't get this kind of opportunity that much in your life to like really change a lot of stuff mm. and move to you know, another state. Yeah. 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 It's, it's wild. I'm still deciding. Yeah. I, I'm probably about 90% probably going to take it. Maybe 95%. Um, unless like something crazy happens, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. And it's, it was like crazy story getting there actually. Um, like we were talking before, but I'll, I'll just mention it again. So I'm originally from Dallas, you know? Um, so my whole family's there. My girlfriend is going to move there for grad school when she graduates uh, in December. And, uh, so I was planning on going to Dallas, you know, that would be the logical conclusion. It even felt like God was opening some doors there. 
um, for a while. So that was kind of where I was set. And uh, so I was, I was like all excited about that, looking for jobs. And then this thing comes around, World Mandate, it's a missions mm. conference. Um, really, really powerful every single year. It's my fourth year doing this. It. Really great. Um, and so really early on during that conference, uh, it was very clear to me that God was telling me, hey, I want you to uh, pick up and go to Houston. I want you to set your eyes on Houston, mm. um, which is wild because I was like, wow, that's you know a lot different than my plans are. I don't even know what I'm going to do there or, you know, um, so he and it was amazing after that because he just started to open up some doors there. So, so then I started to get more pointed towards Houston and the whole Houston area. Um, my girlfriend's family is from Houston, and I know a couple other people there. Um, but yeah, so everything started to point in that direction, and then all my job opportunities have started to dwindle down. I, I interviewed originally with like about six companies, uh, and now I'm down to two companies. Mm. Uh, one of them is based in Houston, but after talking to them, they they just gave me an offer, um, like. I don't know, like Monday or something like that, Tuesday. Um, but it's for their Denver office, mm. um, which is wild. Yeah. And I originally I was kind of like, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty, that's even further, you know, than Houston. But I was talking to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different. Uh, but I was talking to my girlfriend, uh, Rachel, about it. And she was like, because it's hard for her too, you know, because like we want to spend time with each other. And so being a couple states apart is, is hard. Um, but we were talking about it be temporary or would that be several years? Who knows? Yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would think, so the thing with this company is that they say you can move up really quickly depending on how open you are mm. to like relocation or, or whatever, you know, you're looking for. So it could be a couple of years if, if I'm ultimately trying to get to Houston, um, you know, who, who knows how long that could be, but, um, so this is something you're really kind of setting in God's hands. Oh yeah. Like having an open hand about, yeah. How has that helped you with like, you know, overall feeling okay with your life direction or just being like be sitting in this place of peace with yeah. these big decisions? Cause a lot of times people are getting close to graduation, especially in a time like this, man, where, you know, the actual ceremony is canceled yeah everything's changing everything's weird right now and you even even if it wasn't people are anxious about what's next yeah where are you at with that and like how is that sitting with you yeah um you know i i don't really know i think uh, this has definitely changed throughout college for sure um but i think i as I've grown throughout college, it's been an easier process of me mm. like trusting God with wherever it is I'm going to go or what I'm going to do. Um, and at this point, I think one of the things that I definitely pride myself the most on and thank God for this gift a lot on is um, he has kind of given me a gift to like very easily trust him with things. Mm. Um, and I think that that perspective that really just looks more like it's not really that I know what's going to happen. Or right. that I'm even okay with it, really. <laughs> it's just that I know, like... He has your best interest. He has my best interest, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, it's Isn't not that comforting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is comforting. It's very comforting. It's like, even if I have no idea what's going to happen... I mean, you think about the disciples. <laughs> I... Uh, it's funny, like if you've seen the show The Chosen, have you have you seen that before? I started bit? watching it, but okay. yeah. 
Yeah, so there's there's like a part in it where they're, you know, it's like the whole de- depiction of like Jesus picking up the disciples kind of. And um, there's this part where I think it's Peter and Andrew or something. I don't remember. Uh, and so they're like, Jesus basically calls them out of the boat. And he basically says like, hey, you want to follow me? And it's like funny because they pack a bag of stuff that they think maybe would be useful. <laughs> and they're talking along the road as they're walking and they're like, are we prepared? Did we bring enough? And he's like, I don't know. I've never followed a Messiah before. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know? And yeah. it kind of feels like that where I'm like, I don't even know if I'm prepared, but I'm just like, I'm just running right now, you mm-hmm. know? Cause it's like, if so that show kind of has a modern mm-hmm. twist on it. A little it. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably the dial. I mean, we don't really know what they said, you know, but yeah. it's like kind of funny to think about it that way. Josh, you think you'd well. be able to find that clip? On YouTube, the chosen, yeah, with the, the one he's one, talking about. I want to say it's like episode, I don't know, five or something like that. You could like look up when Jesus, uh, yeah, and you can bring that window back over on this one. Just move away from the tab that's the stream, I guess. I mean, yeah, um, bro, but like, continue what you were talking about. So, yeah. you've got this offer to Houston, but also. Th- Things are kind of fishy right now in life and mixed with already this thing where you're like, I'm going to to, tell everyone (laughs) I was counting on it (laughs) about to graduate or college. So, yeah. um, Yeah, man. Well, graduating college, like it just feels so weird. Like. I don't know. And and I guess in this time is especially weird because yeah, like we like we mentioned, it's like graduation is postponed. I mean, it's basically canceled. Ring day is canceled. It's like all these big things that are kind of like coming of age in college, yeah. it seems like are just being like pulled out under our feet sort of and mm-hmm. um and like you're getting job, your ring too, right? I am getting my ring. I'm getting it in the mail now. <laughs> which, is, Wait, which is which is great. Were we supposed to like uh um you're did your earphones yeah, or something? the left side. Oh, we're good now. Okay. Yeah. Um, were we supposed to, like, send in, like, a new thing? Like, were we supposed to respond She's, to anything, or they just automatically I think they send said it, it should be pretty soon. Um, she said, <laughs> I want to say the 23rd, so I guess tomorrow, mm. um, they're going to send an email. You basically pick if you want to either pick it up when they resume hours, which sure. who knows when that'll be, yeah. um, or, like, just get it in the mail mm. but like around your graduation time or, or i guess i don't know yeah um but yeah it kind of feels like things are just being pulled out under your feet sort of and uh it seems like and i don't know maybe i'm not as sentimental as other people i'm not even really upset about <laughs> either of those things that much um maybe i'm just right. like better at more optimistic i don't know um, well i think it's just where your like kind of value systems lie yeah like what does it really mean to walk across the stage and yeah. get handed yeah. a little tube with a little piece of paper in it? Ooh, like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a great accomplishment, you know, to yeah. graduate from Texas A&M University. But in the grand scheme of things... Yeah. How, how often am I even going to look at that picture, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that my parents get from far away or <laughs> even the better picture? It's like, I'm not even going to look at that picture very no. much, probably. You'll, you'll look back at pictures of, you know, serving... Yeah. And, and hanging out with your, you know, people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's just a weird time, but I, I'm feeling really good about it just because I know that God is going to do something awesome. And uh, another thing that I like to do kind of every semester is I ask God beforehand, like, hey, what are some things that I can look forward to in this 
um, in this coming season, I guess, or like, mm. what are things I can expect? Um, and so it's very interesting. I mean, even before the semester started, I had one job opportunity, maybe, um, that was for an internship. Uh, so I was like, I had no idea what was even happening. And so coming into this semester, um, like a couple of things that I felt like God was telling me was, um, it was like, this is going to be the season of preparation, decision, and obedience mm. um, are kind of like the big thing. So if you think about that, it's like preparing, right, for like even this, you know, or like coronavirus stuff. It's like mm. preparing for that kind of thing or um, whatever that is. And then decision. It's like, <laughs> wow, am I going to make the decision to take this job in Denver? And then obedience. Am I going to, you know, am I going to do yeah. this stuff? It's like he, he was like very sweet, I think, just to like, give me almost insight and and even though i didn't know what he was talking about at the time it's like now i'm like wow he did have that in mind he knew it was mm. going to happen you know and so it feels less like oh i'm alone in this because it, yeah. it's almost like god is like hey i told you this was going to happen you know and so a lot of people want to be really prepared especially coming out of college and wanting a job or whatever even my parents are saying like hey you don't you know you can take a little while before you get a job or whatever interesting and, you know, and, but I'm like, I feel like most parents are the opposite. They're like, yeah, I know, you need to get bad. it, you yeah. need to get prepared. Cause I, I, and I think that's the difference is where that value system lies yeah. because it's like, okay, if you understand, well, like my son, he actually wants to do something. He's not going to just be a bum, yeah. you know, and we trust him the, and we have the resources to take a little time to figure everything out, then it makes sense to me. Why do we have to be like, so one step after another, yeah. I think that's just this like kind of system we've gotten brought into with college yeah. and everything where it's like, this is how you do it. If you don't do it this way, then you're a failure kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, what's For funny sure. is my, uh, or God gave me, three words as well really which is crazy just like around this season yeah and it was words to define myself by oh wow and it was kindness um patience and willingness Ooh, that's and cool. so those are the things he's really teaching me right now is um all of us can strive to become more kind and more generous it says right um a man with generous speech is a friend of the king and, and it's a proverb. I think it's proverb twenty one twenty one or one of those. And uh, it also, uh, with the willingness, it's like, be patient where you are and kind throughout that, but be willing to serve wherever you're needed, not just where you think you should be. Yeah. And I feel like those have similar energies yeah. to them for this time period. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know what is going to happen. Yeah. You know, Jesus could come back tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I guess technically not because we haven't fulfilled the great commission. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's wacky, man. Yeah. I don't even know if, I don't even know if I can move to Denver right, right, right now, you know, like, <laughs> when can would I even, it start? I don't know. They have, well, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back on a couple of things. That's another reason why I haven't <laughs> accepted it yet. Cause yeah. I, I asked them a couple of questions about like some pay and other, other things like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I get the offer. I don't know if they told me, Hey, can you start in June? Yeah. I'd say, I mean, I don't even know if I can, you know, yeah. am I going to be allowed to leave the state of Texas? 
later? You know, am I going to be able to leave my house at some? Am I going to get the coronavirus? Build you know? a wall. Build a wall around Texas. <laughs> That's how we keep Corona out. That's how we keep Corona out. Yeah. Um, so, dude, let's transition a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's talk about like what daily life looks like for you right now. I know it's only been a couple weeks since we've been like really pushed towards this quarantine thing, and it started out groups of fit, no more groups of two two hundred or something, and then we went down to fifty, and now it's no groups 10 or more and now they're just saying stay home don't go anywhere (laughs) um some grocery stores are shutting down businesses are shutting down um what is what is your daily life like right now because yeah like we said in the beginning it's like different for everybody people are feeling like so i guess to kind of wrap up what i'm asking is how are you feeling about everything right now how has your relationship with god changed recently and then what does that look like on a like day-to-day basis yeah yeah i think um man i'm just making the best of it honestly right now uh to to start with i really only went to class like once a day Mm. um like uh this earlier in the semester and so coming back and i'm basically it feels like i'm on spring break again right right now this is one of the easiest semesters of my life to start with um, so now that, uh, I mean, two of my classes, my Kines classes basically got canceled and said, you can stop, you know? Um, and so I think like right now I'm just making the best of it. I, I wouldn't say I'm even really stressed or worried about it. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend, she's a little bit more stressed about it. She's more stress prone as well. I'd say I'm definitely less stress prone, but mm. she also like, for example, like her grandma lives with them. You know, and so it's a lot more of a concern if one of them gets coronavirus because she's all she's really sick right now, yeah. too. So it's like, man, if she gets it, it's like, oh, you know, what am I going to do? Whereas like me, it's like I'm probably going to be OK, you know, yeah. like being young, like most, you know, like healthy, young, lean machine. <laughs> yeah, young, lean. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm feeling good. You know, it, it's um, it's a little bit weird going to the store and not having chicken there mm. you know that kind of thing is like wow you know that's weird you know you got to adapt though um you which, good on tp oh yeah yeah man i got six rolls right now i'm feeling good um yeah and, and i uh yeah josh, some girls like josh are, my roommate some girls are listening to this like only six okay we can make six rolls that we had that's kind of gross we had we had one roll left for a couple days or like maybe a week or something like a couple weeks ago and we we made a house rule where you're only allowed to try to use one square when you go. And if you have to wash your hands, you have to one wash your hands. I mean, if you had to like really scrub them, then you no, got to do it. That's a little serious. I, one I square. definitely didn't follow the one square. I, I did like two squares sometimes. I, no, I remember saying that we need to do one square and then still wrapped it around my hand four <laughs> times. Four times. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing we got six. I'm going to be hiding one roll from Josh, I think, just so make sure that I got myself covered. At hey, the wet wipes, though, those are the those best. Those are not bad. Those actually. are nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's really not bad. I, I, I like the combination between wet wipes and toilet paper. Mm. Oh, yeah. I what does what that look like? Having both of those. Well, no, no, it's not a product. Okay. Yeah. But having both because, you know, I don't like when my butt's wet. Why yeah. are we even talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> but, but, you know. <laughs> the but the wet wipes are effective. They are effective. They are. They're cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bidet on a piece of paper. <laughs> wow. Kind of. Never heard it described like that before. Yeah. It's like a mobile bidet that you throw away. Like a water bottle could be that too. I guess. That's true. Isn't there, isn't there a Bible verses against crude joking? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. 
<laughs> Did you find a clip? No, I was I stopped because it was going crazy. It wasn't going crazy. It was just oh, it would keep stream. trying to play YouTube videos, right. Right. and they they're loud on the stream. I mean, yeah. you can mute it. <laughs> Don't worry about. It. We're gonna have to figure it out you eventually. Look, look up the clip. You guys can look up. I the mean, clip later. the only person that's watching is us. <laughs> well, that's because it's gonna be posted as a video after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so we haven't live streamed in a while. So don't talk crap about our views, bro. We're going to get these views up, dog. Go back to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, this is a practice round. We should, we should practice. Try to figure it out. Try to figure it out. I say it's going great. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think we've done great so far. Josh, you've been doing great. Um, it's great. Good job. Josh. It's great. It's all great. Coronavirus. All right, it's got us all. It's it got gets us, us all, all closer. Up. Talking yeah. about toilet paper. Okay, this is a topic I really want to talk about. Is how do we love people well in this season? Mm. And what's the key to like showing that and like speaking into that? Like how how do we use this season or, or really lean back into what God wants to do with bringing us closer together as a community? Because I feel like it's revealing a lot of mm -hmm. broken parts of the church yeah. right now. A lot of places where we're almost valuing programs and stuff mm. more than unity of the body. Yeah. And if you look at the traditional church, they it was all about meeting. So they didn't have pulpits, right? They just yeah. had um, communion in the middle of the church. And these were smaller churches, of right. course, in the early days. No mega churches and stuff like that. So I don't think there's anything wrong with like doing sermons i think it's great watch the live stream this morning from antioch which is awesome tyler yeah. did great um everybody did great um anyway but it was all about the the understanding was in the old church was we're coming together and we're going to be full now because separate we're not full as a body we are like that like, that is what we're supposed to be yeah. You know, we're yeah. supposed to be a body. We're not individuals. They, you know, thought a lot more individualistic than we, you know, that we think a lot more individualistic now than they ever really yeah, understood. Absolutely. And so it was all about coming together and being community, not these programs and different bands. Oh, what worship leaders the best, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And I yeah. think for me, what I've seen is it's revealing where are we putting our values as a church? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I even uh, I saw an email from Upper Room this morning, mm. um, just like talking about how they're moving forward or whatever their thoughts on it. Um, the lead pastors there, and and part of their email is talking about, I think it's in Psalm twenty three where it talks about like how he makes us lie down in green pastures, and uh, he, if you think about this whole thing, it's like we're kind of getting a forced Sabbath here a little bit. Mm. You know, it's like people are being stuck at home; they can't do much you know like they can't be running around doing stuff it's like what are you gonna do yeah. you know he's making us lie down in green pastures you know see it's that's like, a wild verse because Stephen furtick was reading that today too oh yeah on his live stream and it's it's crazy because you don't see many verses like that he makes us mm -hmm. lie down in green pastures yeah and i've seen that on in my life a lot where it's like i want something and God will disrupt things because I'm too stubborn to surrender that without this yeah. disruption happening. And that's like that 
hey, I'm making you lie down because you need to rest. You need to reset. You need to get your heart right. Yeah. Like, let's take it. It's allowing us to take a step back and see this from a third person perspective because we're not in, we're not diving in, diving in, diving in. And now we're like, wait, are we doing this right? Like, are we actually following what the Bible says? Yeah. Are we actually a tribe? Are we actually loving each other? Or are we self-centered? Are we trying to be the coolest person at church? Yeah. Are we, you know, like... It's like really showing you who, you know, what you, what you really care about here. Like, yeah. is your relationship with God rich because of the church? Or, you know, or what, what would you call rich in that even, yeah. you know? It's like, it really comes out like, man, am I actually following God if I can't go to church? Mm. Or if I don't have people around me to tell me what I should be doing? Right. You know? Or something I noticed today, worship. Yeah. I'm like, do I know how to work? Like, I do, like, because I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but even today, it was like, I wanted people around me. And it's not a bad, that's not a bad desire. But can we worship God by ourselves? Yeah. Without people? Like, and, and is that a consistent thing? You know, I think everything is starting to shift right now where we're like, and it's not to condemn ourselves. We should never feel condemned by the enemy for these things because things are changing yeah and so we're out of routines and we're like okay and he's just trying to reveal something to you even you know he's not necessarily rebuking you he's just like hey do you see how this is this foundation is cracked here you know Mm. he's not even doing it out of unlovingness it's just like hey this you know take note of this you know i want you i want you to look at this and see yeah and i've been recently listening to this podcast a couple different podcasts from this organization called frontier alliance and they do a lot of things in Israel, mm-hmm. and they're really focused on uh, the day of the Lord and yeah. putting all our hope in that uh-huh. day because that's what the Bible's pointing at us right. or pointing us to. And so this full understanding of what the entirety of the Bible is telling us to put our hope and trust in. And they were, they were talking about how the problem with some of the ways that we view the world right now and view our relationship with God and view and and kind of create our own ideology based upon what we think and how we interpret the scriptures instead of allowing the scriptures to interpret our reality for us creates ultimately can really hurt people because you think this we're convinced right now that this is like kind of hyper Christianity thing. So once you accept Jesus, everything in your life is good no matter what. <laughs> and the truth is we live in a broken world. Yeah. We live in uh, an evil age. And the only time that's going to go away and we're going to be free of sin is the day of the Lord. There's no in between. We're not free of sin yeah. now. Yeah. God conquered sin, but it has yet to be fully destroyed right and it will be on the day of the lord i heard this quote once that was i think it was from uh i think it was john piper via um josh hawkins so i think he told me (laughs) but it was basically put to death that in which will be put to death on the day of the lord so you don't get put to death on the day of the lord (laughs) and it sounds intense but i think the main thing of understanding that it's not just about the cross specifically the cross is showing us that jesus is trustworthy that god is trustworthy that he's going to revive us from the dead 
on the day of the Lord. Yeah. All his believers, all his saints, all his followers will be revived on the day of the Lord and then will rule alongside him over the whole earth for eternity and all of creation and will judge spiritual beings, evil principalities. We will judge these beings and uh, like that were supposed to be our protectors, our guardians, but also have free will and decided to use that to be their own God for the present age. And that's like a whole bunch of stuff wrapped in one. But I think what I'm really trying to say is if we have the true perspective of what the gospel is, what like the good news, what is Jesus? What did Jesus come to say? What did he come to do? And what is all these covenantal promises been? Yeah, we start to move along the right path because if we have a skewed view of what the destination is we'll be going in the wrong direction yeah you know yeah and it keeps your focus is just like um I was, I was spending some time with god uh like a couple weeks ago and something he showed me he he basically he told me like hey write out a timeline of what your life's gonna look like and so i did this little timeline you know of like okay here graduate from college get married get you know or i don't know get a job or something like that look at this whole thing here and i'm looking at my life and i'm like man i even within my already this short period com- uh, you know compared to eternity even within this small thing i'm like looking at this tiny little sh- you know i'm like getting worked up about these time even this like oh get get my first job you know how small that is on even just the grand scheme yeah. of my life you know it's like wow that is a tiny little period of like stress you know and then like take that compared to your whole life and compare that to eternity you know it's like what is my perspective really on right now it's skewed it's almost always skewed you know very few people get that right even i think and i don't know i mean you're also supposed to live you know and and, you know live in this world i guess but it's like perspective man i think it comes down to lies aren't from god and fear isn't from god lies strike fear so if you don't yeah. believe, if you if you if you're not seeing the right perspective, you're seeing a skewed perspective. You're seeing a lie, and if you're seeing a lie, that can easily turn into fear because all of our hope is in the truth. Yeah, like the truth that the truth will set you free. Yeah, yeah. What set you free from what? The bondage of fear. Yeah, because the enemy doesn't isn't gonna win. It's <laughs> If we believe he's going to win, right? He's not going to win. Yeah. But when we start to lose is when we let him convince us that he might. Yeah. And the truth is he never will. Yeah. So we take that authority be like, oh, wow. Like Jesus is trustworthy. He's going to do what he says. And that's it. Yeah. And if we can just hold on to that or let like rest in that, really, it's not just holding on, but. It's like stepping into that throne room, then things start to shift in our life. Yeah. Our, our priorities become different. You know, like we were saying yeah. before is like the reason why you can like kind of do it with an open hand and like, I don't know about, I don't know where I'm going to go because you realize that God's going to take you where you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Hey Josh, do you have any, uh, input on these kind of topics we're talking about i kind of felt like you might have some input on that yeah remind me again what we were talking about satan sucks (laughs) just give me like a general synopsis of like what you were saying yeah we're we're talking about um 
kind of the shifts that are happening in the church right now, how, uh, yeah. how it's, we're being revealed, starting certain things are being revealed to us, um, and how God is really using this time period to, I think, strengthen the church, but also, um, show how Christianity can really positively affect the world. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> so I was, um, Actually, I, it's funny. I, I was talking to God about all this one day because if you look online, if you look at anything that, that has God's hand is still in this coronavirus, God's hand is still good, God is still good, the comments on that are so ugly. Mm. They're like, God, like, why would God let people, like, why would God do this to people? Why would God do this? Why would God do all of this? And I was reading a book called Beautiful Outlaw and a super good book. And, and in the book, it has this part where this, this woman, she resents God because of what happened to her. And she was like stuck in sex trafficking and all these sexual abuses mm. happened. And she's mad at God because she says, why, like, why did this happen to me? And she got this very, very clear, um, like noise of Jesus that basically said, you think I did this? <coughs> like, you think I did this evil? Like that was me. Yeah. And, um. I feel like that that's kind of like what people can see in this coronavirus and God's like, you think I'm doing this? Mm. So then I asked him, I said, well, then God, what are you doing? Mm. And he told me, he said, I I'm restoring marriages. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure kids feel yeah. loved. I'm mm. making people that are riddled with anxiety and doubt and, and so stuck in their job and have identity in their job. I'm making them rest. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that's our father, a father who, who sees this evil um, that's like happening. And, and even though people are blaming him for it, he's like, no, I am actually moving mm. and making this good. Yeah. Like I'm changing lives in a positive way, which is just a little cool thing. Yeah. I think God is doing Dude, in this. That is so, yeah, that so is cool. good, Josh. You know, I think, uh, just comment on something you said there is it's always man and it always has been man. Yeah. Man has been the issue from the beginning of time. And, that's because God loves us. Let me break that down. Is God loves us so much and he wants us to love him so much that he's given us free will. And in order to have free will, we have to have choice. And if one choice is to choose God, one choice is to not choose God. Yeah. We so happen to be deceived by a spiritual being in the beginning, Adam got deceived by a spiritual being into choosing to be his own God. And even on these comments, that's what you see is people want to solve this themselves. But I think another thing I want to say on that topic is God takes every evil and turns it into good because I hadn't even fully come to the realization of that perspective is like, God is using this time to reveal his community to, to, to itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you think about, I was, I was just thinking about like the stuff with Kanye West. Did you hear his statement? Like one time, um, he, it, they were talking about like, I don't know, you know, his whole big transformation or whatever. And he said, yeah, like God is using me as an example of mm. like what he can do. I'm thinking about this as even a larger mm. scale thing like that. Man, everybody probably thought Kanye West, Kanye West was like gone, you know? And like in this point, it's like, man, 
that feels like America's or the world is just gone. And God's like, you know, let me just crack my knuckles here. I'll show you guys what's gone, you know, like. <laughs> so you think it's kind of like God showing. I think it's a combination. He's in control. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a combination of all the things he said, you right. know, and, and like making us rest. But right. I think ultimately it's like he's going to show us like. I mean, maybe it's also just putting the fear of the Lord into people. I don't know what he's doing, you know, but it, well, you know, I don't, I, I, I mean, that could be part of it. I haven't really felt that. I don't as think much. so. I mean, it could be, it could be a lot of I mean, stuff, but y- yeah, it probably is. It's yeah. probably all of the above. Right. Yeah. But I think the distinction I want to make is God did not cause this virus. No. Yeah. Yeah. Humans yeah. caused this virus. Yeah. They, and this is up in the air, but potentially it was made in a lab and yeah. there was a Stanford professor that just got arrested for receiving money from china um really illegally yeah wow and so i don't know if that's related but it just seems kind of weird timing Mm -hmm. to me yeah um i'm naturally like looking at what is going on behind the scenes and actually one of the last podcasts i did was about how this is potentially you know i love that you brought up that perspective josh because I think we need to hear both sides of the coin, right? We need to see that the how the enemy's working and how this is fulfilling we need to see how biblical prophecy is being fulfilled right now. But we also need to realize that God created biblical prophecy yeah. and that he is throughout it all and it's going to be on the day of the Lord, all of this will be revealed to us where we see very clearly how God did it, why he did certain things. And so we can trust in that. Like It's all going to be revealed to us. Everything will be revealed. Um, but uh, just like I, I think we just need to be aware of like the time we're living in is – we can communicate to people across the world in a second. We have every single piece of information ever in our pocket. When you look at this, before this all happened, when you looked at people walking down the street, they're staring at this little screen instead of viewing God's creation as a whole and enjoying what God has made for us. They're supplementing it. Yeah from a screen and said to get this instant gratification in order to feel okay it's it's a drug right it's the it's the newest drug that's ever been created is this constant stream of entertainment uh uh, dopamine high from from getting likes and all this stuff if that doesn't sound creepy to you like something dystopian (laughs) like if you brought that up before it was a thing which was only, you know, this only became really widespread 10 years ago where Facebook was on mobile devices and people were tweeting and all this stuff. Um, If you said these kind of things before then, people would be like, that's what end times look like. You know, and just to know that this is the birth pains and things might get worse. So where are we in banding together and being the church body that we're supposed to be right now. And this is not to be to, to strike fear in anybody, but to see how God is working and to join in. How can I love my family more? Yeah. How can I lead them to Jesus in this time? We're all like, think about 
our church body right now, we're mostly college kids. We go back to our families. We're on fire for Jesus. Not everybody in our church, their families are on fire for Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's not all on fire. But now we go back and we're just a little reactor of God's light in maybe a dark place. Yeah. No, yeah. That's so common. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people go home for the summer, but not like a lot of people also just stay in College Station or, you know, whatever. So yeah. it's a big, it's a big thing. Some people are stuck in their homes. You know, I'm stuck with this guy for like a little while. <laughs> <laughs> a little while. Me. Huh? So you're lucky to be stuck with me. Yeah. A little while, a little while, Matt will be here, and in a little while, he won't. <laughs> what does he mean by a little while? <laughs> yeah. So I guess another big question um, for you, Matt, would be, like, what are you doing in, like, how can the church go digitally and and like react with these new, like, thing innovations that are coming, and how can mm. how can the church? Um, incorporate these new innovations when things pandemics like this happen and we can't necessarily meet as a body how can innovations in like minecraft and stuff like that yeah. help bring the church forward through crisis like this yeah great, great question yeah um yeah so i i have i have quite a bit of background in uh well my minecraft thing online gaming just yeah. like electronic kind of kind of stuff like that um yeah, so I, I think because you've wanted to use Minecraft as a ministry, yeah, that wasn't originally what the purpose was. Yeah. I think, um, but it, it's definitely been revealed to me that, well, one, the people that are already on there are are they need they need some Jesus on there, and there's not <laughs> a lot of Jesus pe- people bringing Jesus there. Mm. Um, so that's probably one thing. We're all locked indoors. I would say, go join a Minecraft server. <laughs> you know, I don't know, yeah. uh, or, or if you don't like Minecraft, there's you know how many online games there are that involve some kind of communication between people or right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty much all of them at this point. Yeah. I would say, man, the gaming industry needs people who love Jesus really badly. Mm. Um, I've been playing Minecraft for, I don't know, eight or nine years or something like this. I've been on the business side of it for the past like five years, probably. Um, and Man, the whole time, and and if you also look at the demographic of what of what you're looking at here, yes, it's it's quite a few kids, um, but geographically, I, I remember I've uh, I probably couldn't pull up right now, um, but the geographics of who is playing Minecraft is all over the world. I mean, mm. personally, just on my server, my server wasn't even that big. Um, I mean, it's gotten to big points, but like, I mean, even in a smaller server like mine. I've seen people from Middle Eastern. I mean, I've seen people from Saudi Arabia on there. I've seen mm. them from Afghanistan on there. All the Asian, like a bunch of Asian countries, China, Japan, mm. like literally all of these countries. They're all around. The nations are mining they're, and crafting. They are crafting, <laughs> man. Geographic, yeah. Can you read that to us, Josh? Yeah, it's, it's quite a Is it on the screen? It is. Yeah, like on the oh, screen. Oh, on that. Yeah, screen. it's on the screen. Oh, sweet. It says the player demographics within Minecraft can reveal a lot about the popularity of this game. For instance, the largest demographic is that of 15 to 21 year olds, which comprise a vast 43% of the player base. The 22 to 30 year old bracket consists of just over 21% of the base. Bro, and think about that. That is prime time to reach people. Yeah. Is 15 to 21. Oh, it's big. Think about 
all the lives that have been changed at Antioch Community Church and College Station, which have all been within that oh, range yeah. Yeah. in a time period where we're not necessarily set in our ways yet. We don't really know what life looks like, and we need some hope. We need some direction. Yeah. We need some love because I guarantee you most, like like you said, there's a lot of depressed people playing oh, these yeah. video games. They're isolated. They don't have a lot of good community and friends and yeah it's just a great opportunity that's what we talked about a few months ago is like how do we create an organization or start a movement of people who are evangelizing or maybe not even to use that word are telling people about the good news online and yeah. especially a time period where people are freaking out they're trying to distract themselves with video games and you say hey man you know uh if you die you're gonna be revived they're like what yeah have you heard of jesus you know he has a plan yeah. it's like what yeah i've never heard about that before tell me about that yeah and then you might yeah yeah, yeah. man it's 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 crazy i actually had a conversation with somebody online um on on my server like a couple I don't know, a month or two ago and people are really open about what they're feeling, mm. you know, and, and another thing I'll go, I'll go back to that. But another thing I just, cause they remembered, just need someone to listen to them. Right. Yeah. And if you think about it, if we're on campus here, we're trying to reach people. How are you going to reach the guy who stays in his dorm all day? You know, go leaves for lunch, comes back, you know, right. he plays video games all day and he's closed off to everything else. Josh, how do look, you reach that? Look up how many college students play video games. What percentage oh, of college gonna, students? I, and like how often they play it, I guess. That's going to be wild. A bit. Be, because um, that would be like really interesting to see uh, if we even see the majority of yeah. the people that go here. We have 70,000 students. I don't at see 70,000 people. Right. <laughs> how could we? I know. Really? Yeah. And it's why you think about that. Like, so that's a demographic we're trying to reach on campus. Think about now. People aren't even walking around. Everybody's right. there. Everybody is that person who's stuck in their dorm room playing yeah. video games. That's everybody, right? Did you hear the, the Fortnite crash servers crashed recently? Really? Like because too, many, the, people cause too many people are playing. You know, these Minecraft servers are probably booming. Oh wow, that's crazy. Seventy percent of college students play video games at least once in a while. Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. Almost half play uh, keeps them from studying. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, that yeah. does for sure. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, so many people are just gaming. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I think we we just need to start looking at these issues a little bit differently. Is I think the church so much has been stuck in its own ways. It's more like, oh, well, the solution is to get rid of video games. Yeah. Video games aren't going away. Like video like games Josh said, innovation violent. doesn't stop. New creations don't don't stop. Yeah. We're not shutting down the internet. Yeah, the internet's <laughs> gonna stay and it's oh, gonna yeah. keep growing, and new things are gonna be invented. New games are gonna come out, and people are gonna be playing them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. It's just. It's. Uh. Yeah. People. People need to be reached, especially like during this time. Um. And another thing that's really common I've noticed among uh, the people who have played on my server is, uh, and even this like this was myself, you know, when I first started playing Minecraft, is people come on and the people who are spending eight hours a day on that really don't have very many friends outside of online, right. you know. Um, so these people are lonely, 
a lot of them are depressed. Like I said, oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. They're this person I was talking active, to, probably. yeah, they're not, they're probably not very active. Um, but I, I talked to this one person, um, a couple <coughs> months ago, I don't remember, but basically just over chat, I just joined the server and they started, um, just messaging me talking about like, Hey, I'm, I'm depressed. Mm. Like my, or I think they said like, basically they, I can't remember what it's called, but basically they're experiencing this thing where they are transgender mm. and they're afraid to tell people or they they are like they ashamed of that kind mm. of or I, I can't remember the exact wording they said but yeah basically they told their parents and their parents don't approve or they're trying to fix right, them or something right. you know um and and they're like i'm i'm depressed and you know and so i i basically just th- it's all through typing you know mm. um i can't remember they're like 13 or something like that and, and that's probably pretty intense for you you're like yeah wow. i'm like yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, that happens kind of fa- fairly often, but not not to the point where they're like approaching me, just like wanting somebody to talk to. I think they are very open. Like, you'd be surprised how many people are open <coughs> about just their own depression, yeah. anxiety, whatever. It's like the, it's a, it's a meme online. You know, mm. people make memes about how depressed they are because <laughs> they're trying to cope with it or whatever. You know, mm. um, and they have no other way to express it. Yeah, because they express it to their parents. Their parents shut down. Probably get mad. Yeah, have like this adverse reaction. Yeah. So, what do you think the best approach to this? Because you know, yeah. when you're tr- making disciples of all nations, and all the nations right now are on Minecraft, on they are. Uh, Fortnite. When you're playing these games with the intention and the intentionality to connect with people, love people, h- how do we really steward that well? Like, yeah. is this, are you trying to talk to them a little bit and if they're interested, like, connect with them further and then walk through it with them? Because I think part of discipleship is walking through these things Yeah, with people, like, answering questions, but not only that, just being there and being a source of light. Like, why are you so happy, Matt16000, right. whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever your username <laughs> is? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I man, I think uh, a big thing... I mean, just like joining any other organization or I don't know, joining a sports team is like, have fun with the people there, you know, Mm, like enjoy your time there and be there to do what you're doing. Right. You know, and like me as a believer, it's like I it's just my identity. That's who I am. You know, it's not like I have to have a conversation even or I I don't even have Mm. to like really reach out to make that obvious or I don't have to preach to make that obvious. It's just like mm. me doing my daily life with these people or, or, you know, in my own demeanor, my normal demeanor is like being that it, light in dark. Yeah. Places. It's just there. You don't even mm. really have to talk about Jesus that much. It's like, it's just a bun. Like it's obvious that mm. you are different. Um, and I think just <laughs> honestly, just sheer numbers of believers coming on would be great. Yeah. Like in the community, because like I would say probably the vast majority of people are atheist or agnostic, mm. um, who at least that I've experienced with, um, if they are believers, I've, I've met probably two really strong believers in the whole time. Believe. Yeah. One of them happened to work for me at the time, which was really mm. great. And so we tried to kind of get something working, but, um, the question I have is, and do you have to be equipped before you go into these? 
places. You just no, just like like just play games. I don't know. I like just do what you love to do and bring Jesus there. You know, with like you know all the cussing and all the right trash talking and 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 this kind of like negative energy there. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good to be filled with the love of Jesus first, like in your oh, yeah. prayer time and reading yeah. the word and, and really getting that into you before you go into the battlefield, like putting on the armor of God, like yeah, knowing for sure who you are in your identity to Christ before you go in. Because I can imagine like maybe praying before you play, not yeah. even if you're planning on preaching, but just, hey, God, like I pray that, you know, your light is shining through me. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, that's and just giving this yourself this covering before you walk in yeah you know literally and physically these places are battlegrounds um and like every day that we live is a battle against principalities and i'm I'm sure this spiritual battle happens through online environments that these like dark forces that are attached to these people are trying to knock down your godly force and and understanding that your godly force cannot be knocked down as essential before you like step oh, yeah. into yeah. anything. It's That's any there. type of ministry. Yeah. You know? It's rough out there, man. <laughs> yeah. People are toxic, man. It is tough. And I think that's, that's one, even that just, just simply one of, I kind of a little bit of a, more of a backstory behind why I started this server was if you join Minecraft, any other game, really, it's like the people on there are very toxic, mm. very like, trash talking just not nice during the game really you know it's they're not really there to be encouraging i mean you know probably most people would say yeah would agree with that um but they're there to pwn noobs yeah they're (laughs) there to pwn noobs exactly yeah um and uh so basically if you can just like i i don't know like the reason that i even created i mean it's not the reason i created it but the reason i kind of reformed it to what it is mm. is i wanted to create an environment that is not toxic or doesn't welcome the toxicity so if you even just like mm. my place it uh you anoint so, all the the uh obsidian <laughs> with oil right. <laughs> yeah right i mean i've prayed over my server you know i, mm. I even have like some bible verse type things there or you whatever it's crazy on there I, I wanted you to continue with your thought yeah. but i was just thinking you know it, the bible talks about often how god um dwells he likes to dwell in certain locations yeah. like there's sacred locations and uh you know we're, we're sacred people you know our our body our being and I, i'm curious and i'm sure god's not bound to anything you know in the natural yeah. but i'm curious if like a certain server could be a sacred place oh, yeah. for God to dwell. Like that would be really crazy. Yeah. That know? would be wild. Yeah. I, uh, actually one of the prayers that I had over that, see, I started a new server recently. That's kind of more, what I've been focused right. on. Um, but with this one, everything was very intentionally bringing it to God. And so something that I would pray over, over the server is like, God, make this a place where people, you know, people pray that over the church, like the church meetings before people come in on Sunday service. Mm. It's like, God, make this a place where people walk through the doors and feel the peace. I pray that where people like God, when people click the join button, <laughs> let this be a place where they right. experience peace. You know, that's just like when people walk through doors, they, we pray that all the time. Yeah. As soon as they walk through that door, all yeah. their worries will fall yeah. off. Like yeah. God, let them walk through this door <laughs> and let their worries fall off. You know, that's like the culture that I've tried to set in mm. this place. And that's big. You know, 
I'm not even explicitly telling them about Jesus, but they know that this is a place of peace and they mm. want to come here. And even if it's like that, you know, they're, they're just coming for the peace that'll at least create some kind of environment yeah. that's like, okay, now it's a place where we can really, you know, I'm kind of creating the yeah. farmland, if that makes sense, you know, good and soil, good soil. Yeah. I'm trying it's to, good I'm trying soil. to bring the good soil in here. If that makes, or, you yeah. know, fertilize if the you're land sowing a little seeds, bit. but it's just a rocky soil. We know the parable. Yeah. Most places are like that for sure. Yeah. What you got, Josh? What? What you got? Oh, I was just thinking about doors for a second. I was oh, thinking yeah. about, um, I was thinking about like when you walk through a door, you're, you're in like a different environment. Like you're in a different, I don't know if reality is the right word, but like, mm. like you can see a building from the outside, but when you walk into the building, it's yeah. completely different. It's yeah. like, right. it's like being behind. Um, it's kind of like this house. Nobody knows what they're walking into yeah. Yeah. until they walk in. Cause from the outside, you would never expect for the studio to be in here. Yeah. Yeah. And then people walk in they're like, what? Like, wow. Yeah. So it's like we create, we create like realities with the rooms that we're in mm -hmm. right now. And like when you pray, I pray all the worries come off when we walk through the door, you're walking mm -hmm. to a different reality. And when you walk through that reality, then it's like peace. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I was kind of thinking about like when you're logging to a server, everything around you kind of goes away mm -hmm. and you're focused mm -hmm. in on this server. You're in this reality. Yeah. And this is what's real to you right now. And in mm -hmm. that place, like if you're praying peace into it, then like, then that's like basically walking into that and then feeling that peace in that space. So yeah. then when they leave, they know there's a difference there. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Just think about doors. I know, man. Doors. It's weird, man. The, yeah. The doorway to the soul or the heart, right? Your eyes being yeah. a doorway, you know, uh, protecting doorways. Yeah. It's always been a thing. Yeah, it you is. You don't want the enemy yeah. to come through the doorway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're leaving the gates wide open. It's, it's like, oh, you can just walk in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's big. I think I just bringing people on, that's that's kind of yeah. maybe what I would summarize. Well, even at. this yeah. room, like, I've always, there's been this, like, energy in here before I even, um, I don't know if energy is the right word, maybe spirit, just this uh really positive spirit in, in this specific room and um that was before we even built a studio in here and i didn't know why it had that you know feeling before but you know it's very clear in the scriptures that god chooses for certain places to dwell and yeah. the spirit's more intensified you know that's why like at the top of mountains he met jesus you know yeah uh yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. If, I can, if we can get people on just, like, reaching these people. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Potential Antioch College Station right. Minecraft server. Right, yeah. We're we're working on it, I think. Um, yeah, I think, I think that'll be fun. We're sending a poll out soon. We're I sending think. a poll out, yeah. I think that would be a really good place. Um, Have you talked to any of the other section leaders yet? Mm -mm. No, not, not, not really. We've got to confirm with the youth pastor, bro. Yeah, we'll <laughs> do it, man. I, yeah, I was even thinking about, uh, I had this idea actually like kind of a while back when I was starting this new server. Yeah. Um, was like, man, what if I like put up posters around A&M about this Minecraft server and we create like an A&M 
server. Right. But and the reason that I would say that is there's like a benefit to having the people at our church have a place to gather, mm. um, which is great. They can gather there. But what if we also had people other, people, other people there too? You know, which is taking this same idea of like bringing people into the church. Yeah, or like it, or it's like mm-hmm, it's kind of like what I'm saying is like with yeah. my server, it's like we can bring believers there. It's mm. not much actually help to the community if we don't have people who are not believers, <laughs> you know, coming in too. And and it's even also so what helpful. you're saying is make the server you have right now. The server that we invite everybody in and out. Yeah, we could. I mean, we could do that. Yeah, or that's not what I was leading to, but that could also <laughs> work. But um, yeah, what I if mean, we just, did that. We could do that. You, yeah. Is yours a creative server? No. No. No, but it's more fun if it's not creative. Yeah, I, I that's personally what I think yeah. too. I want it to yeah. be like uh, survival. So we're, yeah, that's we're what like that's what mine is. Yeah. New. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty. I. So whole, you have active users on it right now. Well, for the past probably two months, I haven't done anything because it's been job stuff and whatever school or whatever and um, spring break, you know, so (laughs) so I haven't really done much. So how many people can your server host? Right now, (laughs) I have not seen the maximum. I would estimate now probably like less than 20 right now, but it's pretty easy to upgrade them. I mean, yeah, it's really easy to upgrade them like. I just right now because so that's like I'm, people on all at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Con- concurrently. Yeah. Um, so if you have a hundred people that get on the server, you need a pretty hefty. Well, like, hundred people that don't get all on the same time. Typically you're going to have like 10 people on at a time or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say so. Pro- probably that it's different because people are in different time zones, different schedules and stuff, but yeah. um, maybe even, yeah, like probably 10, 10 or less, I would say. Or would be on actively, but it's really easy to upgrade, like to make it a larger capacity. I think. Josh, why don't you pull up uh, Matt's Instagram for, for the Minecraft thing? Do you have it pulled up? Or I not? was writing them out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was preparing it over here. I was thought you were just oh, gonna nice. keep talking to each other. Oh, that's all good. Okay, let me get it real quick. Yeah, I think that'd be cool, man. Um, yeah, and it's I don't know really really know how experienced people are at Minecraft within our church, but I I have specifically tried to make my server very user friendly mm. because the problem I had with the old server was it was so complicated. It's fun. It's really complicated though, and, and I had lot. to fix stuff, and people wouldn't understand it. So this this time around, I was like, I'm gonna make it as easy as possible to understand like how to do stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so this is my there Instagram. Uh, right now, it's mostly Minecraft memes because I, I was just trying to grow the uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to grow it. You but, grew yeah. it pretty fast. It grew really fast, yeah. Um, and that was because of hashtags you were doing. I did hashtag. I also like contacted some accounts. I had people post like repost my stuff for free. Some of them did it like for more expensive. Free fly, um, yeah, free fly MC. So it's called that because normally to get this perk that's like you know you can fly mm. um it's not creative but it's like you allowed to fly around that's normally like a premium perk people have to pay mm. for it and so that's kind of a selling point it's like hey you can come on here and get this perk for free mm. and uh, just play for us so so how does that work in survival when you have free fly yeah you basically if you think about it it's like a combination of creative and survival in right. that way um it's still entirely you can die you have a you have a limited inventory, except for mm. you can fly around as well, which makes building easier. easier. Um, 
Gotcha. Or like it does make survival easier as well, but it's Cause you it's just pull. more fun that way, I think. So mainly you would just use it for building. For building, moving around. If you're mining, you can go about like kind of the caves or whatever much easier. Or get the um, place it's just place. faster transportation for sure. Mm. Um, and it just it just makes it more fun. But yeah, yeah. I've had quite a few people. Um, I've kind of been catering to people who want to learn Let's how to look build at some well. Of these memes. <laughs> oh, let me put it on the couch. Some of them, some of them are catered to uh, <laughs> to Minecraft people. You guys might not get them. That's funny. So <laughs> funny. So Sky Wars is like a mini game within this. So we got to remember about the audio listeners. They can't see any of this. Oh, they can't see any of that. No. Oh, okay. People well, in audio. At it, yeah. Minecraft. Please. Yeah. So these are kind of. You probably <laughs> might get them I have more. No idea okay. So Hightail. <laughs> explain this. Is this is pretty funny. So. Hytale is, uh, within Minecraft, there's this really big Minecraft server called Hypixel. It's like the biggest one by mm. far among everybody else. Um, they're so big, they actually are creating their own standalone video game, which is really, really cool. Um, and so a lot of the Minecraft community is really hype about it. They're like, oh, this is going to be so much better than Minecraft. And so um, as Hytale is giving us all this information about their new game, Minecraft makes their big comeback for this thing is, yeah. is an update that adds bees. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, okay, well. So since we're talking about like innovation re and reaching people, yeah. and this can be a question for both um, you, Matt, and Josh. <clears throat> but uh, what what do you guys think the best way to reach the current generations right now? Like the Zoomers, I think that's what they're calling yeah. them now, Zoomers, Zoom Zoom, because uh, yeah. like we're we're in we're hybrids. We're in this middle, and I think that's such a blessing. And I think God's yeah. intentionally placed us in these places of being basically half Zoomer and half millennial. Yeah. What are the best ways you guys think to reach these people? Is it through online environments and also in person? Or, you know, how can we leverage, like Josh was asking, new innovation platforms and stuff like that and embrace those things from a missional perspective instead of um, basically acting as the traditional church, which or you know, I guess no, I wouldn't call it traditional, but early 2000s church where um, they're against any new change yeah. happening. Um, how do we kind of embrace those things and what ways do you think we can reach out to these people? Maybe doing this yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, probably this stuff because, I mean, you have to meet them where they're at, right? Like, because, like we said, the internet's not going away. Cell phones aren't going away. Videos, video games definitely not going away. They're, I would say they're arguably starting to replace normal sports. You know, eSports mm. is, like, basically I think a it's really big thing now. now. Yeah? Like, most grossing revenue. I would believe it, yeah. It's, like, number three under World Cup. First is football, American football. Second, soccer. Third is video games. Yeah. I'm it's pretty sure. I mean, it's growing. You, you can look that up, Josh, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what you it is. You know how long soccer has been around? <laughs> so long. How is eSports? Soccer's probably been e around hasn't since even been ancient times. Yeah, it has probably. Yeah. You think about how long eSports has been around? Probably. Yeah. I mean, actual eSports, right. probably the last well, five, years. Well, and that's just a testament years. to the times, right? Is yeah. We're in such a rapid expansion right yeah. now. And I think that is why I, I want to talk about the day of the Lord more is because 
we our minds think in linear 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 time scales but the internet and innovation and all these things have caused an exponential curve of not only technological innovation but the ability to communicate the amount of information doubling every so often and how we can travel and move around to reach people i think all of these things every year exponential growth happens towards the day of the lord so i don't think i think we think about oh well it might happen in like 50 years well what if next year is five years in one and then the next year is 10 years in one Mm -hmm. then how quick is stuff coming yeah and so just to be like mindful of dang our innovation and in in this it's not a linear uh graph it's exponential you got any facts for us bro uh yeah so how long soccer been around when was that invented oh i didn't look that up okay Um, esports but actually i looked up the top grossing profitable sports and here let me put it on so the viewers can see but esports isn't in there uh it doesn't have it in the top maybe it's not they're not considering it a sport yeah not yet maybe i didn't look up like yeah maybe they're not considering the sport but so far we have nfl look up up, uh how uh esports ranks compared to other sports in revenue Let's see here. I see the top esports player in the world making almost seven million dollars. Is that that's Ninja? Weird. No, that's not even Ninja's not even I don't even know not if this is e-sports. Dang look at this. They have four hundred and ninety global viewers for Formula One racing and then hundred and ninety four million for e-sports. Um, esports. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Super Bowl is only Super Bowl, 98 million, yeah. Wow. So esports has more viewers than the Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, the Super Bowl is one game. Right. Yeah. You got to remember right. that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the Formula One's a series of racing. So, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, that's big. Wow. Dude, NFL has 124 million viewers. League of Legends has 58 Only million. Only just League of Legends. Yeah, just League of Legends. <laughs> that's one Look at that. Game. Fortnite. Wait, what? what is that? Total viewers or digital viewers? So, Fortnite. League of Legends has more viewers than the MLB. Wow. Is that per year? It says, assuming total unique. You can zoom in. If you press control, zoom. It says tournaments. Yeah, no, it's just tournaments. Which is still, that. I mean, that makes a lot of... That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. How much is so that's just worth? Yeah, that's just revealing that we not might need to switch up our strategies a little bit. Yeah, and this is growing, right? Like I yeah, mean, it's like, like we said, these other sports have been around for a long time, and esports has only emerged in the past like probably five or ten years. Yeah, see how long soccer's been around. And you can just just control zoom and make that bigger, so. We can see and people can see. Um, yeah, man, like... 2,000 years. Walking around a city might not be the best way to do it anymore. I don't no. think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I think it's a great thing. 
but how can we steward our time well and yeah. be effective, you know? Yeah. 2,000 years. How long ago was Jesus? 2,000 years ago? He was yeah. out there. He was out there making people. <laughs> what if Jesus is Megan? I bet he played soccer. <laughs> I bet he did. At least one. I bet he was. Did, I bet right? he was athletic. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd play soccer with Jesus. Actually, he'd probably. Fun. How long ago was Jesus? Me. I feel like we should know this. Yeah, we should. Isn't it for sure? 2020 was when he was born. BC. Yeah. No. It, well, AD uh, <laughs> is is whatever that word basically the year of our Lord, which means he was born then. So at the switch of BC to AD, I think is when he was born. Yeah, six and four BC. When is that? How long ago? I mean, we're how in many, AD right how many now. Years? So, so AD, AD twenty-seven. So we're at AD we're 20, at AD twenty twenty right now. In seven years, uh, he'd been preaching for two thousand years. Yeah. Oh, so he in did 20, play soccer. <laughs> probably. Yeah, if soccer's been around. Probably played plus, some sports. Plus, let's be honest. That's probably talking about like uh, organized soccer. Yeah, people have probably been kicking around a ball, a ball for, forever. It's like a normal. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's it's like a guy you, game. You just do. You just like yeah. oh, okay. We gotta we gotta figure out some something to play. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they yeah, didn't like, have a rules yet. They've been kicking. Yeah, we played sock ball last night. You know what we did? We rolled up a sock and we hit it across the room back and forth. It was a blast. Oh, it was so it was much so fun. so fun. Yeah. You know how long people yeah. have probably been playing some form of sock ball? So let's talk about that. How, you know, how can we get in our roommates' lives more? And what do, you, what do y'all think the value is of, like, putting down the phones? Yeah. And doing something stupid like that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, who's to say it's stupid? But oh, it's fun. I recommend it. Wad <laughs> up fun. a sock. Sock is pretty fun. I think Josh needs to get out of my life more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it makes a big. See, I live. The difference between living with like these guys and living with maybe my sophomore year roommate. Yeah, um, is like a big difference. And I mean, I I, think I love I, y'all's house. Yeah, it's a fun house. Um, like, I think there's a big difference. Like, I can see the value in, like, living with non-believers. This guy happened to be kind of, I'm not really sure. He's kind of a non-believer. Yeah. But, um, like, uh, compared to living with these guys, it's, like, it's just a totally different experience. I mean, maybe it would be different if it's, like, if you were just connected well with the other people that you're living with. Um, but just, like, yeah, willing to have fun and, or just, like, put down what you're doing and do something stupid. Sometimes we just ride our long boards to Walmart, you know, hey, you want to get a drink? Mm. You know, and that's like pretty fun. Turns into something sometimes, or yeah. watch a show. It's yeah. fun. What yeah, Matt, Matt and I always have a have a tendency, like when we're getting food, oh, yeah. or something like we'll get. Oh, wait, well, when we're getting food or or something like that, it always ends up being Domino's. What? Like somehow, like <laughs> we were weird. Go, like we were going for a twelve for twelve um, pizza rolls coupon that we had. And we sat there, and we basically like filibustered our ways. Wait, where is it? It was for? for Double Dave's. Double Dave's. Yeah. And we pretty much sat there until we were like, you know what? We may as well get Domino's. We like thought through like, oh, Chinese maybe. It's not. And then we got up and we were gonna go to do- to um, to Double Dave's, and then we were like, but Domino's has that five ninety nine mix and match. Yeah. We always go back to that. We're like five ninety nine, split it, and then yeah. and then I had a free pizza on there, and it was like. Okay, like we could have gotten just a free pizza. Instead, we decided to get a free pizza and spend like twenty five dollars worth of food. Dang. <laughs> yeah. So we so we spent way more than we we needed to. 
But I think that's a cool thing with roommates, especially ones that you connect well with. Yeah. Um, is yeah. you create this relationship and you kind of start, um, I don't know, you just kind of start understanding each other the longer you hang out with them, which yeah. makes me think of like Jesus and the disciples. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. how they um, connected so well with each other. And it was like mm. a, they were friends. Yeah. You know, they weren't, they weren't always like they praised him, but they yeah. weren't, they weren't, didn't feel like they needed to distance themselves out of respect. Yeah. yeah. It was like they craved that intimacy and that friendship with Jesus. Yeah. And you can see that when you have Christian roommates is, is we just, we want to be around each other. And when we are around each other, it's fun. And yeah, it's yeah. life Discipleship is about doing life with yeah. each other. Man, it is so different. Like, so I've, I discipled Josh for like, I don't know, the past year and a half or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, explain, it is so explain different. that to people. What is y'all's dynamic in discipleship? You know, like, and what is discipleship for yeah. people that are like, what, how should it look? Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's pretty different because, well, so now since I'm graduating, Josh is with another guy to make that transition a little bit easier. But, um, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say a lot of our discipleship experience has been outside of discipleship right. time. Um, I mean, it, we have spiritual conversations sometimes from 10 PM to 1 AM. Right. You know, or like, you know, well, like this one time we were just, we just started confessing stuff for like two hours, mm. you know? And it's like, was good. we're li- like, when you're like life on life like this, it's way different. Like this experience is way different than how like I've discipled other guys. Cause you get one hour usually with the other guys. I mean, maybe you see them outside of yeah. that, but even that is like, and there's good conversation, you know, like, I don't know, J- John David, for example, good friend of ours. Like there's been times where he'll come over and we'll hang out for three hours and have a great conversation. But Josh and I, I got to be in the the bed, the same bedroom as him, you know? And yeah. like, we usually have some kind of conversation every day, you know? And it's like way different. And, and I think there's been so much spiritual growth on both sides from that, you know, living life on life, literally life on life, yeah. you know, seeing each other that much. Mm. It's a lot of fun too. It's Dude, fun. You, you brought up something that I want you to talk about right now. Huh. You talked about confession. Uh huh. I want you to talk about a testimony from Ben Big Ben oh, National yeah. Park. How that happened. We were all in the car for that. It was us. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was us. Saying. Us and uh, Kyle. Kyle. I think. Yeah, and, and Ryan, I guess. Um, no, Ryan. It was Ryan? just Ryan us. Ryan and, no, yeah. It was yeah. us and Kyle. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was crazy. Perfect crew to talk about it. Dude. Yeah, that was that was wild. Um, did you talk about that with somebody else? I, I feel or, like I might have talked about it with Alonado. Okay. I think I've talked about it on a yeah. podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to kind of give like the general. I think we've basically. talked about it here before. We just yeah. weren't recording. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't record it. Yeah. yeah. It was wild. Um, basically, what happened? We, Josh over here, organized a trip to um, to Big Bend National Park, just kind of on a whim. Uh, brought I don't know. It's like how nine many people? people. Nine people. Nine, yeah. Um, and so nine spirit led folks. It was great. Yeah. So we, we kind of, I forget how long we were there, like three days, three days. So it was a, it was a fun time. I and mean, we were, we're there we were three nights, right? Three nights. Yeah. yeah. So four days. Um, so we, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we were climbing rocks. We were, we were going on trails, whatever. Man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I think, I think maybe it was, I don't remember. Was it the night before we left or mm-hmm. the yeah, day it was the last night? Yeah. The night before, night. Um, we were coming back from the. It was like where you could like you were in, you were in this. Oh, what, what is it? Hot called? springs. 
No, it wasn't the hot springs. It was oh with, the canyon. Yeah, it was like it was like a crack in, yeah, that's and yeah, and you it could was. walk into Mexico basically. Yeah. Anyways, we we were coming back from that. It was like it was getting late, and we were driving back, and I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. But basically, we kind of I can tell the first part. Yeah, you, you tell the second that? part. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I so I, I'm a external processor some a lot of times, and if I don't like. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to confess. Like, we're called to confess. Yeah. And what's that's crazy is this this testimony will get you guys to want to confess more. Mm-hmm. Because um, what happened was crazy because uh, another guy that was on it in a different car, um, I was a little upset at him for some reason. And I brought up that I was, like, feeling, like, jealousy or um, resentment towards him in the car and I, I brought this up to you guys and we started talking about it and we started talking through it and then I think Kyle or, or Josh started talking was like you know I've been feeling that too a spirit of like pride yeah and then and you said something and started yeah. saying I've been feeling that too like who can get to the rock first and yeah and all, all of this stuff so if you want to take yeah it there, no can. yeah I, I remember that I you brought that up and I think yeah, I think maybe I, I don't remember. It may have been I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah. yeah, like somebody brought up like, yeah, that's true. I, I think like I had been feeling pride about this thing. And so we kind of all went around like confessing stuff. But I had the thought of like, man, this trip has been really fun. But right. like I realized it's not been very encouraging, you know, like we came here to like have fun and encounter God. And it's been a lot of fun. But I feel like I've been at war in my head with you guys <laughs> with like ammunition that you guys haven't even said, or, you know, maybe it's not at all what you meant, you know? And, um, and so then we, we all went around and just like confessed stuff. And then, um, somebody encouraging. Yeah. Other. I think maybe I can't remember who said to do that, but, um, uh, whoever did say it, I remember I had the same thought and mm. I was like, yes, we should do that. Um, so then, yeah, we went around and started encouraging people and, um, and, and so like, I think what we kind of got from it was the enemy works in sneaky ways. Yeah. So he'll make you believe that you're the only one feeling something and he'll be using the same tactic within the whole group. And the very confession itself is what soils the enemy's plans because the first person to break that, kind of fear of oh if i bring this up and i'm the only one then like everybody's gonna i wasn't feeling that you know that kind of thing but the first person to break that starts a chain reaction of revealing and foiling like what the enemy was up to and when we got back to the campsite we were even praying over the campsite before we went there and like speaking good things we're like we're gonna bring this spirit that we've just like discovered like through god and what god's doing in this car and we're gonna bring it back to the campsite and we jumped out i remember you you were like i need to get out of this car yeah i need to jump for joy i need to lay on the grass yeah and then literally because like most of the time you know dudes even in the church are you know like they're dudes so we don't like like cuddle you know like <laughs> girls probably cuddle you know yeah. but like 
you were like, I'm gonna lay in the grass. I'm like, bro, can I just like lay next to you? And we just laid there looking at the <laughs> stars great. and yeah. we were just like, God is so amazing. Yeah. We started jumping around and dancing. And then yeah. uh and then we had one of the most incredible worship nights yeah. of our life. Just one after guitar. That. Yeah. There was just one guitar on it. It was so pat and I remember driving back, we got sort of more to the mountainy area that we mm. were in. And I remember like I just opened the window and we were we were just cruising along and I began to see God in the nature more than mm. I had seen before. It was like my eyes had been opened to see like, wow, God, you have been here this whole time. But I, I was somehow blinded to the amazing perspective that actually was there. It should have been there. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, and then we get back and we, we have this worship. I even <laughs> during the worship time, I felt like God told me to go away to this rock that was in the grass kind of big boulder type of thing. And I just spent some time with him there and it was really powerful. And he spoke to me. I, I can't remember. There's one thing that he spoke to me, uh, but I don't remember what it was. And, um, he's, he spoke to you like, um, not getting, uh, not allowing this to go away. What you learn yeah. there to like seal like that. Um, like we don't need to be caught up in caught up in the world or yeah, something like that. Like, That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that now. Um, and then I came, I came back. Do you think to that's rain true? Thing. Do you think that has like stuck with you? Um, yeah, I think probably certain, certain parts of it. I think maybe just the general idea, like we're talking about, it's like just reinforce the idea of like, man, I need to not let the enemy accuse other people to me, you know, like, mm. like there was one thing about like Josh said some small comment and I brought it up and he was like, that's not at all what I meant, you know, but the enemy took that, twisted it. <laughs> And then at that point, our relationship is distorted, mm. you know? And so that's a big shift in perspective of like, man, if I'm feeling resentful towards somebody, it's like, okay, am I assuming that they are meaning this thing or, it, right. you know, is it like, did they, you know, and if they did, or it's like, can I bring that to them? Or, you yeah. know, it's like, why am I letting this just sit like that? That's probably a big takeaway, I think. I don't yeah. Know and that would. might be something, you know, even the COVID is revealing Yeah, is like, are we in a place where we can bring up like unshamefully what we're feeling towards each other and what we're thinking yeah. and maybe even lies that we're believing. Like is mine and your relationship, Matt open enough and loving enough for me to feel comfortable to say, Hey bro, I, I think I've been feeling this certain thing from you. I feel like you don't like me in this way. Like, you know, right. Right. Is that, and, and I think, one of the biggest things is the enemy wants to silence us, silence yeah. us, shut down communication, yeah, get us alone, isolated, and when yeah. we connect like we're doing now, yeah, it opens it up. It's it's the words of life, yeah, come yeah, out, man. you know, yeah. It's like yeah, that confession is so big like that. By the way, I do like you. I think you're awesome. <laughs> I like you spend a lot of Appreciate time. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> I like you um, as well. Like, there's not been yeah. a single moment where Matt and I have like not got along. Right. Like yeah. the second. When did we even meet? I don't even remember. Um, like I just remember you came we met to my, and was Oh like, well, actually, bullying. I remember. No, it, it was funny because you, um, the way you got connected with our life group, you came in on one of our worship nights. Just like God told me to come in here and we prayed over you. I gave you a word or something and. Dang, yeah, yeah y'all anointed me my forehead yeah. with oil yeah that was wild yeah that was that's a crazy story like i was my car was broken at the time so i was in a different section and we had went on a camping trip to sam houston national forest and 
I think I'd taken my car in to the, get an oil change a while ago, but I don't think they changed it. They just they just gave me my keys back when I got there. So I looked and I was like, my car's in the same spot. Usually mm. they moved it or it looks moved. I was like, it looks strangely familiar, but I'm going to trust them. Went, my car broke down an hour and a half from College Station. Oh. And I tried to leave at like 11 at night that oh. night. And so I had to wait. Luckily, um, Brian... Uh, What's Brian's last name? Brian who? Coolest dude ever. Brian George. Brian George? Yes. Brian George had triple uh, A. And so he got me a free tow truck ride all the way an hour and a half to College Station. Oh, that's Which nice. is like money, right? Yeah. That's uh-huh. like a $500, you know, tow truck, if not more. Yeah. An hour and a half. I've never even heard of like tow truck going out that far. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, anyway... So my, my car had, had been broken down, so I was riding these, like, sponsored electric bikes. Shout out to, uh, to Swagtron, uh, if they still <laughs> make them. I'm not sure if they do, but I um, was riding this little electric bike around town to get around, and I was riding right past Maddie Brennan's and Charlie Webb's house, right, right down the street. And I see this sign that said, Encounter Night, come <laughs> in. And I'm like, nah, because <laughs> I knew people from Antioch lived there. Yeah. I just didn't know who did. Yeah. And uh, like, kind of just kept driving by, driving past. And then God was just like, you, you know what you have to do. <laughs> and Don't I was love like, it when are he you does kidding that? me? Yeah, you, I'm literally gonna walk into this house. I'm gonna fold up this bike. I'm gonna carry this in. I'm gonna walk into this random house with an electric bike that I've never even been into. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> And so I did. Is that on the back half or the front half of the worship? We were. It was. The we weren't end. worshiping. So right? I walk. I walk in, and you're like, "Welcome." Well, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I shared a testimony of me like ministering to this person at oh, HEB. Yeah, I remember that. And then Charlie or a couple other people, or Andrew was just like, "Hey, can you get in the middle and we can pray over you?" And yeah. y'all all prayed over me and. That was a very shifting time of my life. And really? then, uh, we were talking, and then y'all anointed with the oil. And I was sitting there, I was like, man, I think this is the life group I'm supposed to be in. <laughs> like, I just That's felt cool. it, you yeah. know? I just I just knew for some reason, because I was already, you know, I'd been in this life group, like, since, like, me really getting on fire for Jesus. And so I just felt like there wasn't enough room for me to grow anymore that like this view of me from some of my peers might have been limiting for my growth in Jesus. Not yeah. to say everybody needs to move life groups to grow in in the Lord, but for me it just was the right time. Yeah. And I was just sitting there, I'm like, man, I think this is my new section. Like yeah. I don't know why that happened, but yeah. I did and now we're sitting here. So Yeah, now we're here. Now we're buds. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. We went to Big Ben and all that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Hey. Hey. How y'all feeling? I'm feeling good. I gotta good. go somewhat soon. Yeah. But you wanna you wanna end this thing? Got yeah. any more fun last time. final words? It's been going Join on. my Minecraft server. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> more information up. to come. Yeah, yeah. How wait, hold up. So I we're gonna send out a poll. Yeah. To people of wait, send I got out a, a poll. I got a thingy right here. Okay. For people to look at your Minecraft server. Instagram, free fly MC. Nice. Server, good stuff. Play dot free fly mc.com it's good stuff say that again 
play.freeflymc.com to get on the server. And then freeflymc on Instagram if you want. You can to join learn our Discord as well on the uh, Instagram. There's a link on there for that. Nice. Yeah. Boom. Right, it's going to be good. Yeah. More, I want to do these more, more information more to come. often. More live streams. We may even get some gaming live streams. Yes, Let's that would be happens. Fun. We maybe maybe even live stream in this room on the server later. Not today, but that wouldn't be a bad idea. I, I just think fun. it'd be fun if we had we're streaming with the whole church on a server. That'd be fun. You know, I yeah. mean, potentially, like I, I think my mind still kind of sees COVID as temporary. Like, oh, how much time yeah. are we gonna have? To, and it might maybe a good thing for everybody to get in one minecraft world so yeah it'll be fun and minecraft's fun either way yeah. so yeah. so i guess uh you know everybody oh, let's just say a prayer yeah um over us and everybody listening real fast and then uh, i'll just ask like everybody that's listening or watching um to just pray over us and to pray um that god will reveal different ways that in this kind of time of crisis as they're saying is uh how can you know we utilize new technology and stuff to minister to people and love people and just show the light of Jesus. Yeah. You know, every yeah. day. So Lord God, it. thank you so much for bringing us here. Um, Jesus, um, please just bless this episode and, and, and minister to anybody that needed to hear this, anybody that needed a little hope in, in this time that in a little entertainment, um, that they got to join in with this conversation and really feel that they're a part of something to really feel that they're a part of this community god thank you so much for just uh revealing so much of what you want um to us in this time thank you for bringing families together as josh said thank you for bringing and allowing kids to feel loved um thank you for giving us a new fire and ferocity to share with people um to bring people into our homes to to love people dearly, Lord Jesus. Your greatest two commandments is to love God, love you, and love other people, Lord Jesus. I pray that we live by that and we join into your mission that you are um, fulfilling uh, ultimately through your Son on the day of the Lord when you make all things new, Lord. That, that's where we put all our hope in, Lord Jesus. Thank you for giving us a platform to talk. Thank you for just... Um, blessing every single person. So I pray that you bless every single person that's listening and that you um, reach that specific person that you're thinking of right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for having you me. You got the music, bro? Yeah. Let's end with that music, son. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, it's on mute. Hold up. We're going to end on it. Let's go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Any last this words, Matt? Any last words? I've never been on a podcast before. It's pretty fun. I enjoy it. I'll have to be on here word? again. Ready? Yeah. Music. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>